0: Welcome to Group Talk, a podcast conversation from the Small Group Network focusing on topics relevant to small groups ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you are a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax and listen to today's program. Welcome to Group Talk. Thanks so much for joining us today. We are one podcast two unique shows, and in this show, we get to go behind the scenes and into the mind of Steve Gladen.
1: It's a scary dark hole, but let's keep going.
0: It's a beautiful place. And on these shows with Steve, if you're new to this show, we're gonna be hitting four unique parts. We're gonna have a, a saddleback scoop each week, a network nugget, a
1: leadership learning, and our mainstay, which is the trending topic. Wow, so saddleback ish, you know, the same first letters of each one. I, I figure that one out. You can look at it a little bit later.
0: So you're not going to want to miss the trending topic in a little a little bit later in the show, Steve. Give us a preview of what we're going to hit on.
1: Yeah, very very excited about this. I was with the Buffini company uh, uh, last week. I went to a conference uh, and just loved what they do. It's a uh, it's not faith based uh, per se, but they they run down our side of the street on so many different things. But the topic we're going to talk about is stacking, and I'm very excited just to to reemphasize that you're doing some of it, but we're going to go deep in it. So
0: get ready for that. But first, let's jump into our Saddleback Scoop. Um, so, Steve, we just had a record number of people attend our one-on-one membership class this last week. Um, tell listeners how many total actually attended and why were we offering this class like every day last week?
1: No, I mean, it's... a. Uh, you- I mean, the way you teed it up, it, it can sound flat to people, you know, a membership class, who wants to be a part of that? But part of what was exciting about it is whenever we align with the platform that works in group life, that works in anything that we're trying to do, you see that the people understand the next step they're supposed to do. And here is another classic example. Rick preached a couple weeks on the value of being a member and uh, talks about, you know, in our first show, we kind of you know touched on some of those things. And so, part of what it is, though, you have the senior pastor pushing towards it, and then you offer, we did a no excuses. We, we said, it's just no excuses with this, and you can take this class 101. As you guys may or may not know, we have uh, four introductory classes that help people understand our family system here at Saddleback Church, and they can opt in, where the most valuable part is not the content we teach, but it's the commitment that they make by signing the covenant each week. And so, what we had is we had 2,500 people this last week, and actually I can't be, let me get off the pastoral stump, it was (laughs) 2,490 people, uh, you know, went through this class 101 to become a member of Saddleback, saying, I want to opt in to what you're doing. And so, the power behind aligning the temple courts and moving to whatever those next steps are it, it, is where the, the the power and the energy and the synergy aligns. And I just want you to pick that up because we were, because Rick taught on it so much, we were able to offer an abbreviated class that pushed people through and the energy was high on every one of our campuses. And then people get exposed to saying, hey, this is what we're about and your next step. And next week, we're going to talk to you about what was the next step after that.
0: And it's always amazing to me to see, even in a membership class like that, how many people get water baptized
1: out of that. Yeah, I mean it's there's practical next steps that, that happen with that. On the next show, we'll talk a, a little bit about uh that, that next step. But what was what's important is that people understand what they're committing to when they're becoming part of the family. And so what Rick was talking about it was stuff on the house to house side. It was talking about belonging and community and being a member and being a part of God's family and how you live out in this broken world. And th- there's a synergy that happens when you align those pieces. So just a little nugget you can go with that is saying every time, how is the weekend pushing through to those next steps? And for us, it was just a no excuses class week of, it was just class 101. We didn't do 201, 301, or 401 because once the funnel's full, we can pull people through. But what's exciting is that, you know, you start to see people understanding, ah, this is my step. And when you do no excuses, you're just saying Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday morning, dude, if you can't make it, you you're, an idiot (laughs) in Jesus name.
0: That's great. So onto our network nugget. So last week we had three new huddles started in the small group network. There was two in Florida. There was one in Spain. And Steve, for those who may not know, can you give us the purpose of of huddles, and why should group talk listeners start or join one as soon as possible?
1: Uh, I mean, this is just it, it is all about, you know, we're gonna be talking about stacking a little bit later on, but part of it is networking. and you want to network with other people because we're 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 better together. That's what we say about people in small groups. And you're better together connecting with people. I just uh, was talking to a guy last night, uh, not talking to him, but we were instant messaging, and he lives in Cuba, and he started one, and we we're trying to figure out, between the language barrier, how to how to sh- how that you know point needs to end up on that map. But another huddle starting in Cuba. Now the point of this is is understanding what is the value add to a huddle for for me. Well, one of them is is that everybody has something to offer. Everybody has something to learn. And part of what you want to do is in your geographical area is say how do we build relationships with other churches? Because again, when we were just talking about our one-on-one class, we're trying to say, hey, this is our family system. If you don't like what our church is, you know, don't come and change us, but let us help you find a church that you may like. And we're, we're referring people to other churches all the time because, you know, Saddleback doesn't fit everybody. And so, in the same way, you want to say, okay, how do I network with other churches to see, hey, how are they learning in group life? How, I mean, and they may not have small groups. They may have Sunday school or they may have something else, but every church has some type of how do you belong, how do you connect, how do you build community? And so, you want to learn from one another. And part of what we're always saying is this saying, you know, if we're better together, you want to network and learn from the other churches because they're your friends. And so let's do that. Now, the thing I always get is people say, "Ah, I don't know if I have enough time. This is it for a huddle. Three times a year during a lunch. Peg a couple of your buddies and say, hey, let's go to lunch, bring a nugget of what we've learned, and then, you know, invite the rest of the community that you know. And if you don't know the community, start to get to know them, you know, just go to a church and find out, hey, who's your small groups guy uh, or gal, or who's who's running point on community in your church? And so the commitment is you got to eat you're going to eat anyways. So, build community with people. And it also helps on the hiring front. It helps on the educational front. But more importantly, what it sh- what you're telling God is is saying, I-, I want to be a conduit of your grace and your learnings and your love. I don't want to be a container. I don't-, I don't want to be the Dead Sea where I'm just taking in all the time. I want to be the Sea of Galilee where I take in and I give out, and there's life in that. And with that also, you start to understand is that God may want to use you to minister to somebody who says, I'm checking out of the ministry. Or you may be in a rough spot sometime and you feel like checking out and they're there to support you. So, it's it's like on like and, you know, Derek, you've been to a huddle. Is there a nugget that you've picked up when you're thinking of being in a huddle?
0: oh there's so many i go to the socal huddle here for churches over 2000 right here in orange county and what i love about it cuz i'm on staff here at cellaback you know we're a pretty big church but our team man we we learn from every other church that has learnings and they bring resources and it's like how have we not thought of that it's incredible
1: i say the same thing i'm like going what do i pay you guys for you know <laughs> how have you not thought of this
0: <laughs> but steve you know I don't know about you, but this huddle in Spain that just launched, I- I'm really getting a burden for the this huddle leader. I'm really getting a burden for the, this huddle, the people in this huddle. I think maybe we should go and, and just minister to them in Spain and just encourage them. What do you think?
1: Derek has the gift of giving and the gift of spending uh, the church's <laughs> money. So. Uh, but unless he's going to do it on his own dime, then shoot, go, 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 go.
0: But uh, as we say, huddles are like uh, small groups for small group point people. So go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash huddles to start or join
1: one today. And learn more about it. We have a whole FAQ section up there uh, that will help you out and answer most of your questions. If not, you know, uh, ping me or ping Derek uh, Our all contact is on social media. So, Steve, our leadership
0: learning today is on teamwork. Tee this up for us.
1: No, I mean, teamwork is... I mean, I love teamwork. You know, I have three interview questions, and one of them is, um, you know, did you play a team sport? And I'm not looking at that because I'm looking to launch some league or something like that. But teamwork is understanding I bring value to something. So when you play in any team sport, I don't care. Uh, my daughter did competitive cheer. My son did basketball. Uh, if any exposure, no matter how good or how bad you are, you when you're on a team, you understand there's a part. That I bring, that I've got to do with excellence, but at the same time, there's parts where um, you know I, I I don't bring the best to it, and I've got to you know help someone else out. And part of what you're doing is learning, you know, how do I uh, be exponential to other people by doing what I do best. And when you're talking about team teamwork is there's a, a number of great things that, that can tra- can transpire with that. And so one of the things is, you know, and by the way, it doesn't mean if you didn't play a team sport, I wouldn't hire you. It's just, you know, I know there's a, a, a wheel, a little something that clicks with people when they've when they've played a team sport, but there's many acrostics for team as you're doing that. But one of the things that before I get into that, you've always got to be thinking through who is my team? And uh, when I was the solo person uh, at Saddleback, when I came on staff, I was the only small group pastor uh, that was was tasked with focusing on that. And and part of what I had to understand is I had to build a team. They were all volunteers. But I had to build a team because I know that I would be better together with them. And so, one of the things that you want to do is when you're thinking of teamwork is you want to say, how do I trust people? And part of trusting is, you know, uh, the longer you're together, the more you understand each other's idiosyncrasies, what they like, what they don't like. But the more you start to trust people and trust that God gave them a gift, then that's going to extend yourself. It's going to extend your reach. It's going to extend who you are and what God has called you to do at your at your church. And so, what builds trust? Time. Just more time together, high, high communication. I just met with my team this morning before we jumped on this podcast, talked about, you know, how we stubbed our toe a little bit and how we got to step up the communication uh, and, and kind of get into each other's worlds without, you know, being worried about each other. But it helps us build trust because no one on your team wakes up to say, how can I mess you up? Because the team is always trying to do things better together, which leads me to the other thing, which is energy. When you build a great team, there is energy because when you are better together, you know, you may be feeling flat and they'll bring some energy or you're bringing energy when they're being flat or th- together you brainstorm and, you know, a new idea comes up. But there is a part of team where you get some some energy. Affirmation is the A, you know, how are you building affirmation? and And that's one of my biggest learnings as a as a team lead, is understanding that so often I'm just cranking out stuff, and I'm moving at such a pace that I've got to consciously think through. Okay, what's the affirmation? How can I give affirmation? Because I'm always thinking about task over people sometimes, and that's not healthy for teams. The other piece is uh, uh, management, and Peter Drucker just had a great line. You know, you can't manage what you don't measure. And in teamwork, people hate that because you know that that that's accountability, and we love to measure things because measuring things is people, and people are souls, and souls are what we're trying to get into the kingdom piece. But the quick acrostic on team that you know, Derek's going, "Hey, burning time," but you know something else that goes with the, this whole leader learnings piece is in team. As you're thinking about teamwork, there's two H words I want to give to you. One is hate and one is humility. And part of that is, is you hate gossip. You hate gossip with a passion. And Matthew 18, 15 through 17 is a verse that uh, we've got to burn into our consciousness with with each other because we have to know that, uh, you know, Gossip tears the body down. And when you look at the list of sins that are listed in the New Testament when gossip's pres- present, it's always right there with murder, adultery, you know, you know, all kinds of little goofy things like that. So, um, that that's the, the part. You want to hate gossip. The other thing is you want to bring humility. Uh, part of teamwork is understanding that it's the team that you want to win. It's just not you that you want to see, you know, when, you know, don't worry about the credit. God sees what you do and you don't have to worry about trying to, you know, boost yourself up. Cream always rises to the top. And when you do your job, God will make sure that you get the credit that you deserve with that. I, I love Philippians uh, 2, 3 through 4. I'm reading out the, uh, the new contemporary version. It says, when you do things... Do not let selfishness or pride be your guide. Instead, be humble and give more honor to others than to yourselves. Do not be interested only in your own life, but be interested in the lives of others. And so, teamwork is our learning, our leadership learning that we're just going to push through for each one of us. Build your team is the question you have to ask is, do I have a team? And am I doing these things?
0: So great. Thanks, Steve. On to our trending topic of the day. Um, Steve, you had previewed earlier that we're talking about stacking and you said how you went to this Buffini company. How does stacking apply to small group point people today?
1: Well, as much as I wanted to be stacking pancakes, because that's what I feel like right now, because I mean, I'm in the new year and I'm trying to work on health and it just sucks. Uh, what I wouldn't do for a stack of pancakes right now. You look slimmer though. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I, I wear back year clothes, but uh, <laughs> the, the thing I, I, I love about this is that they, what I, I love and I hate with this. So I, I was in this room with 500 people who were pumped about this whole process called stacking, which I'll define for you in just a second. Uh, But what I I hated was they were taking biblical concepts, and they were applying it to make millions of dollars. And uh, not that millions of dollars isn't bad, or tens of thousands, or hundreds of thousands isn't bad. But the point is, is that so often in the church, we're not doing what they're doing uh, because, you know, we're slacking. And so, let me just when they're talking about stacking uh, it's a term that they're using just saying in customer service and so let me give you the churchy terms uh, that they were talking about so I don't cloud waters really what they're talking about they're talking about customer service they're talking about assimilation and they're talking about follow-up and in each one of these they they are they're broadcasting through what are the things that you stack on top of each other to do a high, High grade A job of connecting with people and pulling them into your network. Uh, you know, we're, we're threading together in this whole thing, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, uh, teamwork and we, we talked about, you know, the power of aligning the, uh, the temple courts that, you know, in the Saddleback Scoop with the Class 101. And there's so much value in stacking because it helps lead people into a deeper relationship. And for us, it's a deeper relationship with Christ, it's a deeper relationship in what we want them to do in becoming the leader that they are. But they work through, and this is just no lie, I'm sitting there listening to this, I'm just like going, did you read Purpose Drew in church? Because they have these concentric circles and they're always trying to move different levels of care for the different levels of the concentric circles. And in small group life, you know, we're thinking through that in the stacking standpoint of view is we have terms for, uh, we have, you know, categories that we put our groups in. We have a, we have a P0, a P1, a P2, a P3, and a P4. And each one of those, uh, you know, stand for uh, different things. You know, uh, a group that's in the P0, they're just coming hot out of the campaign. And that's what uh, we're going to have a bunch of those groups, probably a thousand of those groups, as we head into uh, the earlier part of this year in, in our campaign that we're doing on, on dreams and open doors. But they also have, you know, uh, then we have, you know, uh, a P1, a P2, a P3, and a P4 category. If you don't know what I'm talking about there, you can uh, kind of pick up – uh, chapter 14 and small groups with purpose, and you kind of see how we define that and level that. But one of the things you have to understand in stacking is that one part of stacking is the the person themselves. Where are they moving through your concentric circles? And so, in small group ministry, when you look at all the people that God, all the souls that God has put you in charge of, where are they moving in your concentric circles? How are you developing the people? We always say in the concentric circles, you just got to think developmentally. Think developmentally from being seeker to staff someday and how you are are moving them. Then you got a part of where stacking comes in in its purest sense is what are some of the things you are you are stacking so you can get to know these people better so that they trust you. So when you push them to try to take a step that they're not comfortable with, They'll they'll do it so it builds their faith and so you know their opportunity to serve Christ uh, it just grows and magnifies and they develop uh, in this place uh, you know it's so funny because they're very churchy terms they they talk about uh, three areas in stacking contact community and care and again let me translate for you uh, the, these are not the words that they would have used but they they are definitely words that we go through, but they, they think in contact of, you know, okay, how are we doing um, uh, mailings to them? How are we understanding uh, all the contact stuff that we need to know with them? We call this uh, hard, hard data in 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 our context. This is, you know, you know when the group meets, you know what they're studying and you know who's in the roster, you know, the time they meet, the day they meet, uh, you know, uh, you know, all kinds of, you know, Concrete data of where the group meets, who the group leader is, they're and all their contact information. But they're they're just going through. You got to you got to develop this contact list so you know who they are. And then they talk about um, you know developing the software. You, and you got to figure out uh, how do you do that. And you may be at a church. And you go, I can't afford software. Uh, a little just quick shout out to my buddy Boyd Pelly and Church Teams, probably one of the most economical uh, you know softwares that are out there. But really. On Excel spread on an Excel spreadsheet, you can keep track. I mean, I did that until we had fifteen hundred groups, and then uh, we developed our own software at the time, uh, way back in the uh, early two thousands. But you know, you got to have some type of uh, you know way to you know collect the data. And you know have it at, at your fingertips, but then also in the context they talk about the soft contact stuff, and that that's the heart spot. You know you want to know that you know Derek's married to Julie. They have a child named Azariah, just beautiful. You haven't been watching her on social <laughs> media; she's gorgeous. Uh, buy a shotgun, brother. Uh, well, why well, well, you can? Uh, and you probably can't do it in California. That I'm thinking about it, but anyways, you know you get my point. But you got to you got to know what makes them tick, and you know what what's Julie's heartbeats and what's Derek's heartbeat, and and what does azariah love to do besides you know disney princesses which is you know i'm not sure if there is anything else but you got to know their birthdays you got to know their anniversaries you're you're starting to know the soft contact of, of what makes them work up and so they're stacking all of these things to build in another area which is care and in care they're they're writing personal notes you're trying to say how do i stay in touch with this person in a day of electronics Uh, where mail is, you know, not even thought of anymore. A a personal note into people is a powerful tool. It doesn't have to be long. It just has to be caring. And so you can do personal notes. Uh, Visits. And I know... Now, I'm not talking about visiting their group. Although, if you wanted to visit someone's small group, I would encourage you to do it when they're doing a, an activity. Like, uh, you know, if it's Super Bowl, uh, you know, you can go visit a group when they're having a Super Bowl party, so they see you more in a party atmosphere. If it's Valentine's Day and they're doing a Valentine's party, or if they're going to see a movie or something like that as a group, whatever fellowship side the group's doing in. If if I were training a community leader to uh, coach them on how to build a relationship with the group leader, I would say go go on an activity point, but. When I'm talking about, when they're talking about visits, obviously they're thinking a little bit more one on one, and they're talking about how can you pop pop by their house? And, you know, just give them a a little bit of a a gift just to say, thanks for doing it. Uh, Thanks for for doing it. I remember when when I first came on staff, I sent these little boxes out and I had all this goofy stuff. This was probably uh, over 20 years ago uh, that, uh, you know, I just sent, you know, goofy little things in in there, uh, you know, like a thousand dollar bar that says, you know, you mean a thousand dollars to me. And I would send them, you know, uh, you know, a little piece, a little glue stick and say, you know, you know stick to something like you know they're are better things I can't remember <laughs> what I sent to them can you uh, send me a thousand dollar bar with a thousand dollars I wish I could yeah, but uh the point is is that you bring up just a, a little something to them doesn't cost a lot but it just shows that you're thinking about them and and that you care about them and I dare to say probably not too many of us drop by uh, our our leaders and probably because we don't have the relationship with them but hopefully if you build enough relationship with them, You can just swing by and say, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. Could I just swing by and drop something off to you? You'd never go in on a visit because then you're wrapped up in there. Stay on the front porch and then you can always just say, you know, just let me pray with you. And then uh, sending little videos. Uh, that you care about them. Uh, the beautiful thing is you can say in goofy videos, you can say training videos, uh, you can say in videos, hey, I just thought of you and here's a verse I wanted to do for you. But there's all kinds of care uh, that you can do. Uh, and part of what you're trying to figure out on this thing is you're always trying to discover who they are. You know What makes them go? What are their hobbies? What's their family like? Uh, what do they like to do? What's impacted them lately? What's their life story? Uh, we talk a, a, about that in a number of different areas uh, through my books and through trainings uh, that we do. And then the last area they touch on is community. Um, and it's so funny because they literally talk about breaking bread together tell me they're not ripping off the gospels wow. it, it's killing me uh, but they're saying how do you break bread with people and you know again a meal with one of your leaders is going to go exponentially far you want to you want to be able to do that or if you want to take it past the one on one you can invite all your leaders over for some we, we call them community huddles. We would say, you know, hey, gather all your group leaders just at one place and you can buy them pie, you can buy them coffee, you could do it, a number of different things. But you know, where breaking bread is like one-on-one, your family and their family, uh, this thing that they they have a, a very secular term for it, but you know, we, we call them community huddles, but where you just say it's it's one to many group leaders. Is a part of that. And then the other part of community is how do you build with them in social media? Again, if I were a, if I, if I were a, we call them community leaders, but if you're a coach or if you're the small group pastor, I would put every one of my hosts in a Facebook group. I would use social media to my advantage. I'd use social media to be able to send pictures and videos and ideas. But the point is, use technology to build community. Don't use technology to pepper them with your stuff. And so, they it's this, this whole part of stacking. It's common sense with some of us. But it, when you stack all the things in these three areas of contacts and care and community, you really start to see things happen. So, uh, the Buffini company is doing amazing stuff on a secular way to make money. But what I just challenge you today is with this simple question. What are you stacking? If you're just stacking phone call upon phone call upon phone call, or let me take it one step worse. If your leaders are just feeling stacked by email and then email and then email and then email, email, spice is the variety of life. Not only what are you stacking, but are you stacking something that's redundant or too much? And this is where you want to go into touch points and how you can just touch your leaders and get to know them. So more on stacking much later, but uh, I I digress and went way too long.
0: That was great. I'm so glad you went to this Buffini Company uh, event. That's crazy how much biblical principles they're pulling from to... Lead their organization.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's fun. I read the bio on the the leader, Brian, and uh, it's actually got a little bit of a spiritual root. And actually, if I had to guess, I'm almost positive okay. he's a follower of Christ because one of his sessions was on what we would call soul care. Wow. Uh, but it was, uh, it was amazing. So anyways, again, you can think about this and... Uh, by teaming up with them and not that they would know me or I would know them but but by teaming up again teamwork is also you know getting injections from other places
0: insightful discussions today on teamwork and stacking steve thanks so much for bringing that to us and thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today uh, do you have an idea for us or a small group question that you would like us to address on a future podcast if so send us an email group talk at smallgroupnetwork.com. That's group talk at smallgroupnetwork.com. Until next time, have an amazing week. you got to get
1: that sexy voice in the group talk. Group at, talk. At, at saddlebacknetwork.com. Saddleback? Did I say saddleback? Small group Small Net- network. network. <laughs> now I've screwed all the listeners up. <laughs> group talk at smallgroupnetwork.com. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you so much, Steve and Derek, for that great episode. It's always fun getting in the mind of Steve Gladen. Now, before we go, let's talk about Accelerate. Grow as a leader and strengthen your team and accelerate the health and growth of your small group ministry in 2020 by attending one of our Accelerate small group workshops. Accelerate will help you and your leadership team build a 12 to 18 month strategic plan for your small group ministry by going through the 20 key questions every small group point person needs to know. You will finish the workshop with the goals that are prioritized and calendarized and a strategic plan in your hand to implement immediately. For more information, visit smallgroupnetwork.com slash events. Again, that's smallgroupnetwork.com slash events. Thank you so much for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time on Group Talk. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically.